Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Saints have cried for God to clear the earth of wickedness. 
in Revelation 6, 9 through 10. So the, now the trumpets are blowing. Um, the, the saints have already been sealed. And so uh, the trumpets are blowing and the great tribulations is going forth. It has gone forth. And uh, so also in this, um, we can see that um, in the fourth seal, a third part of the sun, moons, and stars are blotted out of the sight. It's blotted out of sight, as also can be seen in Luke 21 through 25 through 28. So before I read Luke 21, 25 through 28, uh, I want to ask, if Minister Gloria Vasquez, if you can pray for us uh, and pray that the yes. presence of the Lord would be with us. Amen. Yes. Um, Father God, we praise you. We thank you, dear God, for this day, for this Saturday, dear Father God, that you've joined us together to um, minister your word and to hear your word, dear God, to learn, to glean, dear God, from your precious word, Father. We pray that we hide, you hide us behind the cross, dear God. And we pray that your Holy Spirit, your God, will speak to our hearts, will minister to us, to our minds, your God, that our hearts be transformed, the minds renewed. Father God, help us to understand what uh, you are saying to us this day, dear God. And thank you so much, Father, for your grace, for your mercy, for your call, dear God, into the kingdom and to a standard of holiness that you have uh, raised up for our lives, dear God. We thank you for wanting to include us in your kingdom, dear God. And we do hear your call, and we pray to your Father God that we can answer in a positive response to your Father God to your call. And we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and for his cause, dear God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, Father, and we plead that blood today in repentance of our sins, almighty God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. So we're going to start off reading uh, Revelations 8, 13. Uh, 12 and 13 because that is where the fourth trumpet is blowing of course we're going to continue on after that hopefully into the fifth uh, trumpet and we'll see if we'll make it into the sixth on the uh, fourth trumpet it says the fourth angel sounded and a third part of the sun was smitten and a third part of the moon and a third part of the stars, so as the third part of them were darkened. And the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhibitors, inhabitors of the earth. By reason of their of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound, so um there's some very profound words off in there uh woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. So there that means that there's some extreme things that have already occurred in the earth. Um and when this fourth trumpet was blown, it's like it's getting worse and it sounds like that we're getting ready to embark uh, even into some more um serious tribulations after that point. Um I want to read in um uh, Luke, as well, Luke 21, 25 through 28, because it also talks about 
when Jesus was giving uh, signs of the last days and the end of the end of times to uh, the disciples in Luke 21, 25 through 28, he says, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after these things which are coming in the, on the earth for the power of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Mm. Very serious uh, communication coming from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as he revealed to John the Revelator in Revelation chapter 8, verses 12 through 13. Minister Vasquez, would you like to share what the Lord have uh, shown you in that area? Well, especially in this verse in Luke, uh, the totality of uh, of the destruction. You know, there's nothing here left unturned, and even uh, in the heavens are shaken. Uh, just God is showing his sovereignty and there's nothing here that man will be able to do. I don't think, you know, uh, when we think of all the uh, power that man pursues, especially today in their military might, as they compete with one another in their uh, intellectual, uh, you know, prowess, uh, um, in their finances, as uh, each country tries to be more powerful than the other in, in terms of their finances. But there's nothing that they're going to be able to do here, even if they were to combine all of their money, all of the military uh, armies together, all of the intellectual minds, uh, they won't be able to do anything against the things that God will bring on the earth in the last days. Uh, so God is showing his power, his might, his sovereignty. He's displaying his glory here. And, uh, and, and it's, it's a, there's a totality of um, his power over all things is what I see in those verses. That, that is true. That is so serious. And um, I wonder if we are prepared for that. Um, but let us continue on, Minister Belinda. Uh, share what the Lord has revealed to you in, in the scriptures regarding Revelation 8, uh, the fourth trumpet it has blown, and it says that um, the when the fourth angel sounded, a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. I read a different interpretation still following after the King James Version so that we can get additional clarity there. Minister Belinda, what is the Lord showing you? Okay, look like we're having some technical difficulty. I'm not hearing um, Minister Belinda at this time, so let's uh, continue on. I really see that this is a serious time in the earth because when you talk about uh, the sun and and uh, the moon and the stars being darkened, 
that uh, can cause some serious changes in the climate. And uh, Paul talks about the, the uh, I mean, uh, Jesus talks about in Luke um, 21 when he says that the waves, the sea is roaring. That tells us a whole lot because it, it can shift the climate because we know that when uh, the tide comes at a certain time and it, it rescinds at a certain time. And we know certain things happen when the sun set according to the word of God. And we know that it, uh, certain things happen when it, when it goes down. So um, if we have these things occurring, we're talking about some serious events happening in the earth. Would you like to further expound on that, um, Minister Gloria? Yes. Um, in terms of the, you know, the, the sun, the moon, uh, the stars not shining, uh, that would affect how the Are you there? I'm yes, here. I'm here. Yes, I'm here. So, in terms of the sun, moon, and stars not shining for a third part. Um, it's going to definitely affect the how the time will be on the earth because the sun and the moon are directly uh, affecting our time. And then even the stars give light at night. So time is going to be affected and how man perceives time or how they're able to use the allotted time that remains. Uh, they'll only have two-thirds part of the day and then two-thirds part of the night. So uh, how that's going to uh, affect the activities of mankind will be interesting because uh, they're not going to be able to, to do it as we do it um, based on the 24-hour uh, that we have now. That, yeah, and, and so it's going to affect the economy. Um, it's yeah. going to affect many things, you know, um, things that are powered by sun, uh, like we have solar power, you know, things that are powered by sun definitely is going to uh, not be working. So it's going to affect a lot of things um, in in that hour. So uh, it, it, we can experience some strange things because, uh, again, um the very solar solar system in itself, it, it affects the earth, uh, how things are moving the earth, how um, the earth's atmosphere changes and how it exists. So there's going to be a lot. I mean, as a matter of fact, in the United States and in, in many other countries, there are other countries too, that have solar satellites in the sky. And, and uh, a lot of the technologies are dependent on that. Uh, what are your thoughts in that area? Uh, surely, you know, I think, as I said before, it's going to affect everything. And I think man's technologies and all of man's, uh, uh, everything that man leans on here. But I'm I'm not talking so much as the individual, although definitely the individual, but humanity at large is going to be affected. And all that humanity prides itself on uh, the whole human race is going to be challenged and is going to be humbled uh, because none of those things, I don't think, are, are going to uh, bring an answer that's going to restore what they consider norm. So the norm is going to be affected on a global scale. 
Yes, I agree. And and you know what I think also, too, is that what is more so most important is that um, the angel is saying, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of their of the other voices of the trumpets of the three angels uh, that are left to sound out because we've already went over the uh, four trumpets. Now there's some more trumpets that are getting ready to blow. But I think what is most important that Jesus said that we will not stumble in the dark if we um, have the light, and that is Jesus Christ. If we have the light of God with us, then we will not stumble in the darkness and we will not face these uh, patterns and these designs in the earth. And, of course, we're going to get to the solution. But let's look at the fifth angel sounding out. It says uh, in Revelations 9, verse 1, it says, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by the reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth unto them which was given power as scorpions of the earth have power. And it was uh, commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they shall not kill them, but that they shall that they should be tormented for five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strike the man and in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and the death shall flee from them and the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle and on their heads was it were crowns like gold and their faces were as the faces of men and they had hair as the hair of woman and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there there were stings in their tails, and the power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue has his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there comes two woes more after that, hereafter. Wow. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think the wonderful thing about this is that those that have the seal of God on their forehead, that remnant that we talked about in Revelation 7, they're not going to experience uh, these these things. Uh, would Minister Belinda, uh, can't, let's see if we can hear you now. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Minister Gloria. Well, uh, definitely this is... Uh... This is a judgment that's coming upon uh, the wicked, and uh, they've been singled out. You know, the 
the the prayers of the saints have reached the uh, the ears of the Lord, and uh, they're being answered. It's being answered. And so here the wicked have come under judgment. And so there's there's a lot of symbolism here. Um, and I just wanted to go back, just uh, read it a little slower, and uh, just go back to verse one, nine verse uh, Revelation nine verse one. And the fifth angel sounded, and then so each angel that sounds brings judgment. And, uh, you know, earlier we heard the three woes, and uh, the three woes are almost like an exclamation, like as, as if the first four were bad enough, but watch out, here come three more, and these are really going to be bad. Uh, so the three woes, we have the, the exclamation, and so here's the first of those woes. This is the fifth angel. And uh, he says, and I saw a star fall from heaven onto the earth. Um, now, what is that star? Is, is it actually uh, some kind of planetary um, uh, body? Or is it you know, maybe uh, Satan falling from heaven? Uh, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. So we're not sure what the star represents, or, you know, is it an angel that's coming down with the key to the bottom of the pit? Uh, we're just not sure. It doesn't really tell us, uh, but it could mean any one of those. And here, and it says he, so it gives it a characterization of, of a being. Uh, so I would think more than some star planetary object, it's some kind of being that's going to come from uh, out of heaven, and it refers to it as he. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit. Uh, so it, almost like a demonic thing, where the smoke rises out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. You know, you think of a fire with a dark smoke. Uh, when there's a fire, the smoke just uh, it, it fills the air, and it's... It, uh, it becomes like a, a, a cloak. You know, you can't see beyond the smoke. And there came out of the smoking locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power. So normally we think of locusts as some kind of pestilence, but uh, their power is limited. But here it, it, it is given, given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Uh, but when we differentiate these locusts from the scorpions, you know, scorpions have a sting to them. Uh, normally, locusts don't normally have a sting. Locusts usually feed, uh, they devastate the agriculture, which is a problem, um, but they normally don't have a sting. But here, it, it describes that these locusts are given power as the scorpions of the earth. So it may be possible that these uh, locusts will have some kind of uh, devastating effect now, not just on agriculture, but on humanity as well. And then it says, and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, which is unusual because that seems almost... uh, um, not the character of the locust. Usually the locust, uh, that's exactly what the locusts go after, is the, is the green things, the agriculture. But here, uh, they're almost commanded not to hurt the agriculture. 
but only those men, and I want to stress that, it's, it's going to, but only those men, so it's, these locusts are going to go after men. Now, which men? It says, those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So definitely the, the wicked have been singled out here. Uh, and these locusts are going after those men, but not just men, the wicked men that don't have the seal on their forehead. Okay, that's good. That's good information. Yeah, and I, I think what uh, we want to do is we also want to take um, a look at, um, you know, what you said about the store. We're going to get back to that, but first of all, let's let Minister Belinda, go ahead and share your thoughts on um, Revelation chapter 9 regarding the fifth trumpet that was blown. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, we can hear you better. Okay. Yes, we can. Yeah, you know, everything she's saying is right, but this is going to be, smoke had, uh, 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 we know smoke in the natural, but this is going to be totally different. Because all of this has been locked up, you know, uh, some of it's been locked up, and when God commands it, it's going to be something we've never seen before. This is a dimension we have never experienced. He said there's going to be woes, and it's going to be uh, woes that we have never understood, never seen. We can't comprehend it. Uh, so you're talking about what is that that mist going to look like, you know? Uh, these scorpions, uh, and we know that the natural scorpions stings, and they say it really hurts. Well, this is worse than that, and that they're going to have you know teeth like lions, and can torment, and people are going to wish they could die, but they can't. Then we talk about locusts. If you ever seen a plague of locusts, when they go through. Uh, area they strip it down to the bare, but they're not going after. They've been commanded to go after, and when you say men, that's plural, okay, and that means people. All those that have not received the mark of God on them, that that spirit is going to go after them, okay. If we've been tormented. There's nothing compared to this kind of torment. Anything we have experienced here, it's going to be magnified. How can you experience the torment of hell unless God give you a revelation, you know, of what it feels, that what it means to be in utter darkness? We know a darkness here. You know, light and, and dark, but nighttime has a even a silhouette of light in it. So this is this is uh, it, it it will scare people, you know, to and to be tormented without the tormenting stopping for so many months, and they're going to be so tormented that they're going to cry out for death, but death will not come. So it's it's it will uh, and and you know when it says that they're gonna be sealed that the people that so they won't 
these things won't touch God's people. You look at the enemy, how much he has a falsifying plan. Where God says, then enemy uh, copies, but it's not the truth. The people that take the, the, the seal of the enemy, you know, the, the mark of the enemy, they'll have a mark. But God's people will have a mark on their forehead that they will not be hurt. So there will be no escaping this judgment. It's not a place you can hide that these things won't find you. And once that word is pronounced, that uh, this angel from the bottomless pit, we know it's not an angel of God. And what this thing will look like, nobody knows because it's been locked down. And that it's... uh, it's, uh, it has, um, let me see, uh, and it's king over the, it's a leader over them. So that's another level of something that we don't understand, you know. We know how God's angels, to a degree, uh, work according to the scriptures. We know the archangel. We know uh, different dimensions, but this is this stuff is going to be totally different. What what will it look like? How is it going to lead? People get scared at storms, you know, when the earth starts moving, and we have all these disasters. Watching the sound, I don't know if I say I always try to say it wrong. Uh, those waves, Sami, if I'm saying it right. Uh, to watch that kind of destruction. That's a natural destruction. That's going to be worse. And to see it, if you've never experienced it, just looking at it on uh, Facebook or video or on TV, it's very scary to see that kind of water move, uh, move buildings like that, just toys, uh, just take them down. Destroy everything in his pathway. Now, God allowing something to be loosed out of a bottomless pit. Now, that, 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 that's going to be, it, it will be something else. And that's all I got to say. It's just people have no comprehension unless they seek God to understand the divide. If you've seen a natural disaster, and then you see something that's going to be spiritually, that there's no stopping. A natural disaster will subside after a while, but the devastation after this is is hard for people. But this, this won't subside. Because you got one thing let out after another. The, the, the waters will be uh, poisoned. You've got uh, pestilence, all kinds of things are going to be out of coming. And it's like one after another. And he said if it wasn't shortened for his elect. Amen. Okay, that's your final paper. Oh, great. 
You know, okay, so um, the Bible gives an indication at times that a star is a celestial being, or a star is also can be um, considered, you know, the Bible talks about um, in uh, uh, Revelations 22, 16 is what I'm referring to. Jesus has my angel from him solemnly to declare these things to you among the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright morning star, the bright morning star. So I want to make clarification of that. But then we have other stars in the Bible. Um, when we look at Jude, we have um, other mentions of celestial beings that left the abode of uh, the first abode of heavens. And then in the book of Job, it talks about stars as well. Um, And God says, who can loose Orion, in which we know that that is a a symboled angle of stars um, in the sky. But we, we, uh, to give uh, the actual interpretation, it's a star, a star, a star, um, according to the Greek word. And so we can't really define it. Uh, to be a star because the rest of them kind of uh, speaks of it as being a celestial type of being in the other scriptures. So we can't really define it as a star, but we can make it only an assumption and look at some of the commentaries and draw an assumption that we're talking about an angelic host that is coming down, uh, not a host, but an angelic being that is coming down to uh, open the bottomless pit at that time. And uh, some uh, commentaries also state, we. I'm, I'm making sure that I state it as a commentary because it's not uh, something that I'm drawing an assumption of, uh, yeah. but it's that... Uh, in other commentaries, it's like an, um, in the sixth seal, I'm, I'm sorry, not the sixth seal, but the sixth trumpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sixth trumpet being blown, that it is like, it says, let me read this one. Horseman, I mean the fifth trumpet, sorry. I'm, I'm moving away a little bit too fast. The star is listed as being an angel in this particular um, commentary from heaven. comes down to the earth and is given a key to the bottomless pit. And it references Revelation 21 through 3. If anyone want to open that up and let's read it and see what it's referencing there. What is that again? Uh, Revelation 21 through 3 is the one that is referencing there. Revelations 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, verses 1 through 3. Thank you. Yeah, Revelations 20, it says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. 
Okay, so I believe that we're talking about an angel there um, based on the word of God. I believe we're talking about an angel there. Um, then when we talk about this bottomless pit being open, we're talking about some serious uh, things that are going on again um, in the earth. That I wonder if men have, is even taking consideration of what the word of God says at this time, um, going into the deeps, the depths of the earth, a bottomless pit, a bottomless pit. That's, you know, going into some serious darkness right there because it's saying that the pit has no end to it. It's bottomless. And, And you're talking about it being a pit. Can you imagine just the pit that we see or even a well that has been um, covered up, but if you open it, you can see down off in it, there's darkness in that pit. So can you imagine what it would be like going into a bottomless pit? There's outer darkness, no uh, light at all. But nevertheless, this angel is going down and is opening it up, and it says there arises a smoke that darkens the sun. Out of the smoke can comes locusts such as has never been known. And so oh, we're seeing yeah. all of these things that are, yeah, we're, we're seeing all of these things that are manifesting uh, now in the earth. So if we have outer something coming out of outer darkness, we know that that is uh, considered to be like the abyss, the depth. Uh, and, and remember when Jesus went out, and, and he ran, ran into the man, and he says that he has legions of demonic forces off in him. And that one yeah. of the things that they said, they don't want to go back into the deep, to the deep. So we know that this is a place that is uh, some serious, uh, even the demons didn't want to go there. Uh, so we know that it's an extreme place where, no human probably would want to go off into, let alone any spiritual being, would want to uh, ascend to. And then it's saying that uh, there's they go that they will go out to torment the ungodly for five months. And 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 a scorpion, you know, when a scorpion uh, stings you, you know how the red web comes and there there's pain and 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 it's poison, a release of poison. And that place, and so a sore may manifest from it, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and can you imagine even just a mosquito bite? Oh my God! Let alone mm-hmm. a scorpion biting you and stinging you all over, like you, like Minister Belinda was saying. When locusts go out, it goes out to devour. Can you imagine having such pain like that all over your body for five months? For five months. Yeah, it's going to be a pain we've never experienced. They never experienced because you're talking about something that that does not exist on this earth yet. You know what I'm saying? And for him to let it out, we have no comprehension what this is going to be. We we haven't even got to the bottom of the sea, and the things we see, the darkness down down there, they have illuminated fish, but it is dark. But this is deep, like you said, that pit is bottomless. Mm-hmm. And so imagine something being released from it, <laughs> you yeah. know, 
the demons didn't want to go go off in there. Can you imagine what kind of uh, forces is coming out of there? What kind of spiritual demonic forces is being released from the earth where the demons themselves don't want to go to? Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. That, that is serious. And I just don't think people are thinking about this. They're looking at it. You know, when he talk about great tribulations, oh, you know, mm-hmm. great tribulations is just the wars and the rumors of wars and the things that we're going on. But this is some serious stuff getting ready to manifest in the earth. Mm-hmm. Or, or are we really uh, uh, getting a grasp of what the great tribulations is about? Um, Minister, Minister Gloria, would you like to share anything else in that area? Yeah, you know, it talks about the five months of the locust uh, having this power. And I think the five months represents the life uh, of the locust. That's how long they uh, they live. And so for the lifespan of the locust, these wicked men are tormented by these scorpion-like bites that these locusts are going to have, which is not normal. And I think that's one of the, one of the uh, you know, this is something that's coming out of the bottomless pit. I, I think a lot of demonic... Uh, Spiritually demonic uh, mm-hmm. powers are going to come out of there, um, mm-hmm. and it's almost, it's almost as if the pit is being uh, turned on the enemy. You know, like this, the enemy had used uh, the, the the pit to bring about all these plagues and all this wickedness upon the earth, and now it's going to be turned on uh, the wicked. Um, so that's that's what I see in this. But that the bottomless pit is it's it's gonna put forth uh, the plagues that it it's normally has, but it, it's only gonna be used on the wicked. Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at the word Abaddon, Abaddon is like a place of destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're talking about who who is the destroyer. We know that the destroyer is Satan according to the word of God. And we know that Lucifer, um, the the other party, Lucifer, is like uh, that that force that wants to be higher and above God. Um, and, and so definitely it, it's something not worshiping Lucifer, you know, he's going to want to destroy it if you don't worship him. So he's this, all of these things that are coming out is under the command of Satan. And and they're going to go out through the earth to destroy because he's a destroyer. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But yet the Lord is saying don't kill them. That just, They will go through this period for five months because of ungodliness, because of wickedness, refusing to bow unto the Lord, refusing to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They would rather go through all of these extreme um uh, uh, destruction that will hit the earth. Um, that's that's serious for someone to say. I I, I want to be uh, go. I want demonic forces to inflict me, to, to torment me for five months, and I choose to believe that Jesus Christ is not Lord. That's pretty serious, Minister Belinda. You know what I've had as a Christian. Many a people have told me this, and before God took me into Revelation, oh, I don't like reading Revelation. Don't read Revelation. People are afraid just to read this. 
what are you going to do if you have not you 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 know you're in a place that God has marked you for destruction? If you're just scared of the reading it, what kind of feel will you have experiencing it? So it's 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 just amazing that people will run from revelations when they should be embracing it. If I have full knowledge of something, I can prepare myself to not face this kind of destruction. But uh, yeah, it will. You know, it, 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 you know, if you experience a demonic force for the first time, it's something you've never seen, and it's unbelievable when you start going into spiritual realm and growing, because God says, uh, 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 be meek as a, a, a dove, but wise as a serpent. He's going to allow you to see these things. So you can see, he said, having eyes and they uh, don't see and ears. He gave you spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear. So when you first see one, it is like, oh, my goodness. Now, that doesn't compare to this kind of stuff. Myself, I I I do not want to see. You know, I I I, it makes if you read Revelation with any kind of sense of of whether it's fear, whether reverence for God, it will make you sober. If you're not sober, it should sober you up. That it's Mm -hmm. a prevalent time, and it's it's. A time you need to be locked down, locked in with God. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just see, we're just seeing the these natural things. I don't know why it doesn't shake people now. All these wars, you know, the suffering we can see, you know, the 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 climate change that's taking place. We're calling climate change not real, and there's real evidence that the Earth is changing. Lakes, you know, rivers are drying up. There's drought in places. People, uh, countries that have abundance will eventually eventually have lack. It bothers your mind. Even in in the spiritual places, you know, um, people... Mm -hmm. People should not think that in the spiritual places that these things don't happen. You know, in the in the Bible in Luke chapter eight, beginning with verse twenty six, mm-hmm. Luke eight twenty six, it says, And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, uh, a certain man met Jesus. And this man, which had devils long time and wear no clothing, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. So here's a man, and he's full of devils, and he doesn't put on clothes. He doesn't live anywhere. He he roams around in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God, most high? I beseech thee. 
torment me not. Mm-hmm. Full, am I, he's full of devils, and these devils are saying to Jesus, don't torment us. Uh, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? And he said, Legion. Uh, and mind you, these are, this, is, this is the entity of, of demons that's speaking out, and they're saying that they're identifying themselves as Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he, that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And this is the same deep that we're talking about. He has an entire legion of devils, and they're begging Jesus not to send them into the deep. And yeah. there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him. In other words, they're begging Jesus. Uh, that he would suffer them to enter into the, the into them into the swine, and he suffered mm-hmm. them. Then went the devils out of the man. So they would rather have gone into a herd of swine than to go into the deep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just uh, speaking about. Because um, if they the demons themselves don't want to go into the deep, that's pretty serious, and and that that means that. What more, more or less, what would what, what human or what um, person um, that even has been close to being sealed by God? Why they would not want to go off into that deep, even if the demons don't want to go, because they're trying to stay away from uh, the satanic forces, the satanic principalities, the satanic uh, demo- demonic realms that are there. They don't want to go there. So, no, I don't think anyone from this earth would want to uh, be a part of that. And one of the things that um, else that I'm seeing here is that we're talking about, it says in uh, 7 through 12, it says, And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, preparing unto battle, and their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were faces of men. And they had hair in as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like scorpions, and there uh, were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. Now, I'm looking at this, and I'm just wondering, will anyone be able to identify this force? Because uh, at one moment it's having like a crown like gold, and their faces were as faces of men. So uh, crowns of gold, what, what, what would that be symbolic to? And, and uh, having the faces of men, what is that symbolic to? And then they're twisting and they're... Coming into another view, we see that they have hair. Uh, their hair is like women, and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. Um, will anyone be able to discern this type of beast at that time? Will they be able to discern uh, the effects of it and how it will manifest in the earth? Because it looks like one thing, and you can imagine 
um, these various shapes and these various forms that is uh, coming into, will they be able, be able to discern and identify what this beast is? What I believe it's a spiritual force. Uh, Minister Belinda, what are your thoughts in that area? I don't think so, because if they haven't been discerning the small things of God, and I'm not saying that anything of God is small. You see, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying if if they haven't bothered to di- learn how to discern the word and don't see spiritually because you're blinded. At this point of time, if this is on the earth and this thing is attacking you, you have voided yourself from God. So to you, in the natural mind, it might look like, oh, that looks like a person. But I'm sure when it opens its mouth up and it look, got teeth like a, a lion, and the the force it will come. By the time you you know, how can you comprehend 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 oh Lord comprehend something that's uh, a spirit when you you have to have the spirit of God. You know, because mm-hmm. only God can talk to you by the Spirit. You know, if you're a spiritual person and you see one of these things, you wouldn't know what it was because you never seen it before. Yeah. yeah. But the Holy Ghost would tell you, this this is a me coming for destruction. Mm-hmm. How does yeah. any of us, if we had no knowledge of this word, okay, this word is black and white, but God says he takes the scales off of our eyes. Before we could comprehend that, the scales come off. So we look at it in a different uh, level of, of knowledge. Our eyes are different. He mm-hmm. takes away the scales heart and puts in a, a fleshly heart. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that happen to us as we become uh, uh, children of God. There's a change in us so we can comprehend this. So if, 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 if we have to go through that, how are they going to wow. understand it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I I, I really believe that this is just a, a spiritual thing that is happening to um, the people here in the earth. Because um, let me let me read a, a little bit of Matthew Henry's um, commentary on this because we can we can kind of see this aligns too with Second Thessalonians chapter two, um, mm-hmm. and I'm just skipping around a little bit when he gets to the point and he says. The devils are the powers of darkness. Hell is the place of darkness. The devil carries on design by blinding the eyes of men, by extinguishing light and knowledge and promoting ignorance and error. Because remember, the devil, he he couldn't harm uh, the body, so what does he come after? The spirit. And, And he says he first deceives men and then destroys them. You know, yes. you can see this with the changes of the crown like gold and their faces were as the faces of men. Um, men there yes. has some type of deception on that because with crowns like gold, that means that that's a place of seating and authority. And their faces mm-hmm. were of the faces of men and they had hair as the hair of women and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. And, and he goes on to say, the devil carries 
on his designs by blinding the eyes of men, by extinguishing light and knowledge and promoting ignorance and error. And his first deceives men and then destroys them. Wretched souls follow him in the dark, and they mm-hmm. durst not follow him. Out of, out of this smoke, there comes a swarm of locusts, one of the plagues of Egypt, the devil's emissaries headed by the Antichrist, all the route of rabble of the anti-Christian orders to promote superstition, idolatry, error, and cruelty. And, th- and these had, by, by the just permission of God, power to hurt those who had not the mark of God on their forehead. And then he says, the hurt they were to do them was not a bodily but a spiritual hurt. They should not in a military way destroy all by fire and swore the trees and the grass should be untouched. And those they hurt should not be slain. It should not be a persecution but a secret poison and infection in their souls which should rob them of their purity and afterwards of their peace. He says, here is the poison of the soul working slowly and secretly, but will be bitterness in the end. They had no power so much as to hurt those who had the seal of God on their forehead. God's electing, effectual, distinguishing grace will per preserve his people from total and final apostasy. So the power given to those uh, these factors for hell is limited a point of time, five months, a certain season, of, and but a short season. The, I, I, I t- uh, thou has short, we cannot tell. Now I'm going to stop right there. But, you know, I... I Tend to believe what he is saying there because we're talking about you know these different shapes all embedded in this one thing and and we can look at it as John the Revelator he's seeing this in in a vision of manifestation of all of these uh, dark uh, entities all into one. Uh, appearance to be like the locusts and then the, the scorpions and and I, I don't know if you've ever had visions or if you ever had dreams. Um, you you will see certain things all at one time and you will realize that uh, eventually after you ponder on it for a while, there's an explanation for those things. Um, when okay. you seek the Lord, He gives you revelation on those things. And I'm just want to give the account of Peter when he saw the sheets falling from the sky and uh, the vision it was saying eat that which I have created is clean but Peter ponders on it because he knows that it's contrary to the commandments, it's contrary to the laws that were given unto Israel and so he ponders on it and then later on um, he gets the manifestation or the the, uh, revelation of the vision which is that it was okay for him to mix with the Gentiles so I'm okay. sure that if we ponder on this for a while and we seek the Lord, he's going to give us a, the real revelation on it, and we will know that, uh, no, it's not 
really a uh, locust that is coming down. It's not really uh, um, that they have these tails of scorpion where they're going to come out and sting someone that we would see on a cartoon movie or on some of the movies that we see out now. But I, I believe it's a manifestation of spiritual infliction because um, the devil is not really concerned about uh, the the body or the, the uh, you know, he's more concerned about the soul and the spirit of man. Because uh, he talked about uh, them being stung for five months, you know, that them be, they've they been afflicted, uh, for hurt, uh, to hurt men for five months. Um, you know, uh, if someone is stung with a scorpion, it's not really unto death. Is it, it just yeah. brings pain in the body, soreness in the body. Um, share your thoughts in that area, Minister Belinda, please. Yes, uh, what you're saying is true. You know, God, if anything that we have learned or we have seen, whether it be in a dream or vision, uh, we're seeing stuff that we we don't understand. You know, sheep falling out of the sky. If you see it, you're saying, what, why is sheep falling out of the sky? You know, a lot of times the visions don't make no sense. But it makes perfect sense to God. So when you ponder, ponder means that you sit before God and pray, Lord, what does this mean? You know, and then God gives you revelation. You know, like, like she told him, sheep was representing God's people. You know, and that what he calls clean. You can't call uncommon because they had a tradition, you know, that had nothing to do with God. And God was breaking that tradition, telling him, you'll go wherever I tell you to go and be amongst whoever I tell you. But uh, uh, the same token this, you know, God will give us understanding if we pray. It's not a, uh, a uh, like a physical scorpion. This is spiritual. Because the battle is not over the body, it's over the spirit. You know, when he says it's not the first death, it's the second death. That's dealing with your soul. If God is concerned about your soul, you know, he said that none should be lost. He came, Jesus died for the whole, you know, he died for everybody. Not everybody's going to choose Jesus, you know. So that's a choice you have. The same token that the... uh, he he said the soul, you know, because the soul is eternal. Jesus wasn't worried about the death of the cross because he already, he told him in three days I'm gonna rise again. So the conflict was not about his body and it being abused. He was taking on our afflictions and all of that, the stuff we would go through, and let us know that he's he's already done it. We're good. we're gonna have victory too. But he rose from the dead. So it, it's not. The enemy is concerned about your soul. It's either, excuse me, it's either going to be salvation or hell. Oh, go ahead. That's what I got. Amen. And Minister uh, Gloria. I agree that this is uh, a vision uh, that John is having. And and, uh, as any prophet, you know, he would have to interpret this 
vision uh, based on the knowledge that he had in his day, but he's talking about the end of the world. And he's not familiar with, uh, you know, the armament, uh, the equipment that they have, that they have and will have at the end of the world. These airplanes were not invented in his days and, uh, you know, uh, computerized images and all of this fancy stuff was never available to him. He, he couldn't even have imagined this, but yet he's having visions of the last days and he's trying to interpret these things. You know, a vision is a description of a prophet's experience of divine revelation received through seeing objects or events or hearing messages. A vision often involves obscure images or words that must be explained to the prophet either by God or a divine messenger. So even he's having the vision, that's what the Lord is revealing to him, but it has to be explained even to the prophet. Um, so here he's, um, he's describing these, what he's calling uh, locusts because he's familiar with locusts. Uh, he lived in an agricultural time, and so he is familiar with locusts, but he's describing these locusts as uh, very different. And they're probably uh, uh, they're probably not locusts per se, but he's trying to describe them in terms that he understands. And so he says, you know, these are locusts, but they have a sting like a scorpion and the hair like a woman and the you know uh, uh, other things that he describes. He says uh, they sound like horses because he's familiar with horses and the hair of women, and he's familiar with these things. But um, he's actually describing something that he is really not familiar with, and he's trying to uh, uh, give it these characteristics of things and these descriptions of that of things that he understands. So um, he describes like uh, the sound uh, horses prepared for battle. That's what it sounds like, like uh, like the, the sound of the uh, many horses' hooves. And he says that these locusts have some sort of armor. You know, uh, they have crowns like gold. And the crowns that he's seeing on the locusts may actually imply a certain status. It doesn't necessarily have to be something metal on their head. It, it may describe some, some sort of status uh, or some kind of demonic rank. Um, the faces of men. Uh, so here the locusts have some kind of human-like characteristics. Um, when he says uh, they uh, teeth like lions, suggest may suggest strength and cruelty. Uh, so the, the things that he's describing um, indeed may be spiritual things, but he is seeing them in the vision as physical things. Uh, so he's seen crowns on the head, uh, some kind of breastplate on a locust, but these things are symbolic. So, uh, yeah, I agree that uh, it's, a, it's a prophetic vision, and uh, I, I do believe that it has to do with uh, spiritual uh, attributes. Yes, it definitely does. And um, let's let's move on to the next trumpet. See if we can squeeze it in for today. 
um, reading from Revelation 9, verse 13, and it says, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loose, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year, for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand and thousand. And I heard the number of them, and thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on him having breastplates of fire of jacinth and brimstone and the heads of the horses were as the head of lions and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone but these three were the third part of the men killed by the fire and by smoke and by brimstone which issued out of their mouth amen wow which issued out of their mouth that's pretty serious um, I should continue on, but that just caught my um, serious attention there. I hope that everybody else gets get what I'm saying there. And out of their mouths issued fire, smoke, and brimstone. Did anyone, is anyone hearing me there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of reminds me that uh, from the altar, they cried out from the, when the, uh, in the last days, there was the, the 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 saints would be martyred on an altar, and their blood was falling to the sides of the altar, and from there, the, the blood cried out to God for vengeance, uh, and it cried out from the four corners of the altar. It kind of this, this verse kind of reminds me of that, and that cry was a powerful cry because it brought forth the wrath of God on the earth. Uh, so here again, that there, there is power um, in verse uh, in verse thirteen. Uh, here, John hears a voice uh, instead of a, instead of a, a symphony of voices of all the martyrs. There's one voice of authority instead of an angel voice, and it indicates that the speaker is the Lamb who is slain and redeemed His people. So. Um, he's hearing one powerful voice, uh, but there's also uh, a reminder here of the voice of the martyrs, powerful uh, and bringing forth wrath. Okay, all right. Let me let me uh, finish reading the the rest of that one. Um, so it says, uh, by these were was the third part, I'm reading from verse 13 now, third part of the men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouth. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, and their tails were like unto serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by 
these plagues, yet repented not of their works, of their hands. And they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which neither can see nor uh, hear nor walk, neither repent. They. Well, I'm sorry. Where are you reading? I'm in Revelation nine. I'm talking about the six angels sounding the trumpet. And so now, uh, let me go back to let me go back to nineteen. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by their, these plagues, yet repented not of their works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stones of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorcerers, nor of their fornication, nor of their theft. So I was reading in again Revelations nine verses thirteen through twenty one. The the sixth angel has sounded the trumpet. Um, Minister Belinda, would you like to share your thoughts on that? Yes, ma'am. This is the part that when I read it, it it stopped my crying and stopped my certain things. I got to understand them. You know, uh, as you learn God's word, there's things, and as you walk amongst God's people, amongst the people of the world, uh, it can affect you. And a lot of people, ministers or anybody that's doing what God says, you can become overburdened, and a lot of people get discouraged or get disillusioned. But every you need to seek God for an answer. And when God gives you the answer, you have to accept his word. His word gives you peace. And uh, this, this verse 20, you know, that the they would, <laughs> and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, Yet repent it not. And I, I remember when God gave me, the, I got to this scripture, and he said, Belinda, understand, there will be people that will refuse, even after, you know, the knowledge comes of their sin and their hideousness, they will not repent because they choose, you know, this, this they're choosing this. They they relish in killing. They relish in evil. And even after all these things come on them, these scorpions, these uh, uh, locusts, all of this destruction. We're talking about, we're down to what, nine here? <laughs> and God is telling us over and over. And now, you know, because and you, if you break it down, it says, they repented not of the works of their hands. That's going on now, right now, today. People will make their work their God. They focus on nothing what they can accomplish and give no honor to God. There's no thought about God. That they uh, should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass. Okay, that that spirit had gold on it. You're talking about deception. People, 
people honor and uphold and lift as though a person is worthy of honor just because they're millionaires and billionaires. Gold is a, it's like a, a relevant, uh, idealistic thing. Oh, if you have gold, they have gold. Look at the elite, uh, the Rothschilds, all of them, England. They have a, a, a basement where they fill gold up. They got these bars of gold. Gold is their God. You got people mining for uh, diamonds at any cost. It doesn't matter if they put children down there and, and work these children as slaves. If they die in these unsafe pits and are buried alive, it's not an issue. So, you know, the brass and stone and the wood, they're, all of these are like products and uh, have become gods. Mm-hmm. A whole now, now uh, would you, you say would you say that would you say that it has become a god because they have put their trust in it yes. instead of yes. you know that they yeah they're not yeah yeah uh-huh. they have made that's their trust they're not trusting in God they're trusting in what they obtain and what makes them money what is 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 Brass is important. It's a product that can be sold. You can make money off. Look at wood. They're mowing down and tearing up the uh, uh, two of those forests, the um, what rainforest and the other one. Mm-hmm. And you can look. It's like a foot. Yeah, rain. The other one. There, it's a whole like a football field. Of vacant, it's just down to the ground. There's not a tree there. Wow, wow, wow! That's pretty so, serious. So yeah, you're God talking made about the so you're talking about they're also putting their uh, their trees. When you're talking about trees, you're talking about trees are used to make buildings, and yeah. it's so dimensional, you know, how it affects things because people put their trust in their homes and their buildings and structures yeah. that they wood for and we have all of these yeah. things going on you know and and then it also talks about stone uh yeah, brass stone. wood yeah. i mean all of these elements are things that are being used to assemble and manufacture other things as well and people yeah. are putting their trust in it which it's makes it now their god because the bible says yeah. that we should put our trust in the lord and yeah. and now uh, yeah, and he, in the first commandment, you know that we should obey the Lord our God, love love and obey the Lord our God with all of our heart. I mean, you know, um, some we look at some of the 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 homes that have been lost, and and we pray that you know, and God, you know, have mercy upon us, and we pray that uh, we know that these things are good. We need shelter. We need all of these things. Yeah. But, we shouldn't put our trust in it is what we're saying. Uh-huh. It's okay to have gold. Yes. It's okay to have silver. It's okay to have all of these things, but we shouldn't put our trust in it. We shouldn't magnify it above everything, you know. Um, yes. And all of these big events and inviting people in to see the buildings, to see the, you know, beautification, as a matter of fact, has become such a big uh 
ways of monies, 200,000, mm-hmm. you know, 800,000 to paint a water uh, tower because it needs to be mm-hmm. painted and beautified as compared to someone eating, having a yes. meal to eat. Um, or, you know, taking, it's, it's wonderful to have Having mahogany wood, you know, but how much it costs. there must be a balance to, to uh, the creation. There must be a balance of uh, mm-hmm. not only, not even a balance. Our, our whole uh, measure of life should be unto God. Yes. Is glorifying the Father, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing with these things, uh, Minister Gloria? Well, you know, it's incredible here to me that the devastation, uh, now it's talking about slaying men. It's not talking anymore about tormenting men, uh, whereas it was before with the locusts, in, uh, with, the, uh, with, the fifth, uh, uh, with the fifth trumpet. Now the sixth trumpet is talking about slaying men, which means killing men altogether. And it says that it will kill a third of mankind. And it's also interesting that it's uh, talking specifically that these eight, these four angels that this trumpet is going to release, uh, they were set there by the river Euphrates for a specific hour, a specific day, a specific month, of, a specific year. This was uh, already ordained of God for a certain time. And now they're to be released from the river Euphrates. You know, the Euphrates was um, symbolic of uh, the area of Babylon, and Babylon was always uh, the enemy of God. So um, it's going forth throughout Babylon and uh, to the rest of the world, and it's going to uh, kill a third of mankind, not torment them anymore, just kill them. And it describes here the armies of these horsemen in the hundred million, two hundred million, uh, you can imagine the army that's going forth uh, from this place. Uh, this was the vision that he had. Um, now we can begin more and more to hear the the, the horses, the the beat of the horses' feet. You know, the army going forth. Um, and this, it says uh, in verse 17, and this is how I saw in the vision the horses and those who sat on them, the riders had breastplates the color of fire and of hyacinth and of brimstone. This, uh, the elements of destruction, fire, hyacinth, and brimstone. Uh, the hyacinth is a plant that's indigenous to the Holy Land, and it yields a blue fragrant flower. Um, I just wanted to look this up here. Uh, and the brimstone. And then it says, uh, again, the heads, like, uh, the heads of these uh, horses are like lions. And out of their mouth proceeds fire, smoke, brimstone. A third of mankind is killed by these three plagues, by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone, which proceeded from their mouth. So uh, just utter destruction, uh, we, we were talking about uh, the idolatry of man. How serious this is to God, idolatry. You know, uh, the, uh, God gave his commandments that man was not to have idols before God. And um, here, in the end of Revelation, 
excuse me, the judgment that comes upon man because of idolatry. How serious it is. These, these judgments are very serious. And so I'm thinking that this idolatry, uh, it, it shows the, how, how serious this is to God. <coughs> yep. it, it's, um, the punishment is equal um, to the task of what they were doing before the eyes of God. Yes. <clears throat> you know, when you look down at that scripture on 20, it says that a need, which neither, as he talks about why this is going to happen to us. You know, if something happens, God always gives understanding why. And he has become so angry because these are uh, people that do not repent, will not. They are in love with their sin. And he says, here it says, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Okay, how many times through the scripture he says they have eyes but see, you know, don't see, ears that they don't, that they don't hear. How, how many times is God making a cry to a person's soul to repent, turn back to him? Now he says walk. And when I looked at it, I said, Lord, there's a way when you come into the Lord's knowledge, you walk a different way. You're not careless about where you walk. You don't, you're not careless of how, how you do it. How do you walk in the Lord? It's a difference. There was a time I walked in myself. I cared not how I walked. I walked to death, destruction. I walked to death, to whoredom. He changes your walk. You don't walk a certain way. You don't talk a certain way. You don't. You hear a certain way. You see different. But he's saying they didn't bother to do none of that. Neither they repent of their murders, nor of their uh, sorcery, nor of their fornication and theft. You walk the through life. You will. You will see people that. I have seen people that have become so perverted that they have no conscience and don't want to have a conscience. They have, it's like they wipe their mouth and they're eating of this filth. And they're not, they're not going to change their fornication. We take that lightly, you know. Uh, it's okay. You've got a lot of Christians sitting in God's house fornicating having sex here and there. But it's true. God cares. You know, all of these things are, are meaningful. you got people that, how many people are stealing from mass stealing? You've got corporate people. These are people behind these corporations that have sold their souls to devils and idols that will go in a nation and cause war to many a people die just so they could have a product and steal it at the least amount of price and sometimes not even pay it for nothing, just coming and getting it. But and and but God is is talking to people. But they're turning a deaf ear, you know, and those that know God and have cried out to God and see this stuff, 
because they're not looking in the natural eye. They're no longer dealing in the natural mind. They're seeing in depthness the suffering, the injustice. But see, God gives man a time to repent. But when God comes and says enough's enough, that's why he's going to kill a third of, of these people. And there'll be no mercy. Brimstone. That's coming. That's that stuff coming out of hell. Brimstone and fire. They got those, what do you call those? Uh, uh, man has made this fire thing, blow uh, things where they blow that stuff on a person, they burn up. <clears throat> and that's horrible to see. But this is going to, this is totally different. It's different than the atom bomb. Because what man makes is minute to what God does. Mm, mm. Go ahead. You know, amen, amen. You know, we're moving into almost a 30-minute mark, and I want to just move on to the point of the solution for all of this, that we don't experience uh, these trumpets or or the great tribulations that we have went over thus far. And um, I want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 of what, what all of this looked like. Uh, with the body of Christ, and then we're going to talk about the solution to all of this. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul was speaking to the Corinthians, of course, but it is also uh, the word of God for us. Um, So let's read and see what he's talking about here, because many are here, and we do not want to uh, remain uh, in the same state of mind. We want to be renewed and transformed in the mind, and we do want to allow the conviction of the Holy Spirit to rest with us, a body of Christ. We do want to allow the conviction to rest with us. And if you, if you have, if you feel like you're not getting that conviction in the heart any longer, or you feel like that you're lost somewhere along the line, you're losing the way, you're not getting enough word of God. It's time for a change, and it's time for you to take it very serious now. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1, I'm reading. I'm reading the whole chapter because it's all relevant. And and it's a story in the midst of this. It's, it's a revelation in the midst of this. It is Jesus Christ in the midst of this. And we need to take sound understanding on it. Uh, he's saying, moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did not eat all all did and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ But when many of them, God was not well pleased. But with many of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things were all examples to the the intent we should not lust after evil things, so so as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them as it was as it is written 
the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day, three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for ensamples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth like uh, standeth take heed lest he fall. There have no temptation taken you, but such as common to man, but God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry, and I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, is it is not the communion of the body of Christ. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Behold, Israel, after the flesh, are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then, that the idol is one thing or that which is Offered in sacrifice to idols is anything But I say that the thing which the Gentiles sacrifice They sacrifice to devils and not to God And I would not that ye have fellowship with devils You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat, Asking no question for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid bid ye to a feast, and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you eating and asking no question for conscience sake. But if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake. That showed, showed you, showed it for conscious sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Conscious, I say, not thine own, but of the other, for why is my liberty judged if another man's of another man's conscience? For if I be by grace, 
be a partaker? Why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? Whether there, whether therefore ye eat or drink whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Give none offense neither to the Jews nor to the Gentiles nor to the church of God. Even as I please all men and all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Amen. First Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter ten. There's a there's a lot off in there, but there's there's one story in it. And that is is we have to let go of the, of the darkness patterns of this world and we have to live in Christ. Um, Minister Gloria, share your final thoughts with the body of Christ and the solution to the great tribulation that we spoke about in the seven in the six trumpets thus far of Revelation chapter eight and nine. You know, as you as you read uh, one Corinthians ten, I was thinking about how it really speaks of the expanse of the you know the extent of what idolatry takes a person into. And here before, we were talking about the spiritual aspects of this. And idolatry, it's, it's not just about money. It's about the, the false idols. You know, <clears throat> taking it back to Revelation 9, verse 20, we read, the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands so as not to worship demons and the idols of gold and of silver and of brass and of stone and of wood which can neither see nor hear nor walk you know people are not fashioning these things uh, these wooden things these things made uh, these these stone uh, statues statues made of wood statues made of um, of brass silver and gold even. It's not that they're just letting this gold sit around in bars of gold, but they're actually like the like the Israelites of old who fashioned a golden calf. Even today, we see people fashioning, and you see it everywhere. Uh, sometimes, you know, you go into people's houses and you see these statues, uh, these images uh, of people, of animals, of all kinds of things. And people kneel in front of those things and they're worshiping. And they don't realize that these statues are nothing more than um, uh, they're canisters for demonic spirits is what it is. To put it frankly, uh, they're not kneeling in front of just a doll that's made of stone or a doll that's made of wood. But these things, as they worship them, they become nothing more than canisters for demonic spirits. Uh, you know, if you were to put a piece of bread or a cup of water in front of that statue, the next day you would have to take the bread and throw it away, and the water you would have to throw it away, and then the next day you would have to put more, and you would have to keep repeating that over and over because that statue can't even see the bread or the water. It can't taste the bread. It can't take it to eat it. It's just a dead thing that cannot respond. But it's what's happening in the spiritual realm that is 
so offending to God. When we have a God that's a living God, a true God, a holy God, creator, sovereign God, and we dare to be worshiping dead blocks of wood and dead blocks of stone, dead uh, statues that can't help us in any way, then what to what have we given our spiritual beings? The Bible tells us that we're made in the image of God. So powerful the image of God is. We're given spiritual gifts, all kinds of spiritual power, the word of God, the living word. We're given so much spiritually to have spiritual life, and we give all of that to what? A dead stone? A dead piece of wood? The enemy would love to keep us there in that place, in the dead place. That's heading us to a bottomless pit. But the Lord calls us to repentance. You know, the locusts, the, 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 the time of the locusts, as bad as the locusts were for five months, actually that was the time of grace and mercy from the Lord. Because the Lord said to the locusts, torment the men for five months, but don't kill them. And it was actually a time for these people to taste the wrath of God and say, whoa, I repent. But yet they did not repent. Instead, like Pharaoh, they hardened their hearts and became angry with God. And so do we really need God to send us all those plagues again like he did to Pharaoh? Or will we heed, will we hear, will we repent? I say repent. I say, come to the Lord and understand that God is powerful. He is mighty. And when the prophet uh, John was in the vision trying to describe these things, you know, he, was, he could not understand it, but we can. Because we live in a day and an age when we understand from nuclear war, we understand from uh, all this armament, military armament. We understand the computer age. We can begin to see, even in our day, corrupt governments worldwide and how they use television, how they use computers, how they use propaganda, how they use their millions and billions of dollars to spread division, to spread darkness, to spread idolatry throughout the world, to spread um, a, a, a demonic ideologies. We can see this clearly already happening. And this is the time of grace of the Lord. That The Lord says, you know, even though these things are happening, we still have the truth of God available to us where we can get into that word and we can get the word in our spirit and we can commit a spiritual life to God in holiness. And we can repent before God and, and choose, choose this day the way of salvation in Christ Jesus. So I say choose the Lord Jesus Christ because we're being given the warning of the Lord in his word, but we're also being given a time of mercy and grace. I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We must give ourselves, surrender all unto the Lord. Um, Minister uh, Belinda, please share your final uh, thoughts, uh, Liz. Try to hold on to uh, five minutes. Five, yeah. Go ahead. I think everything has been covered. You know, it's not just a, a physical thing. That she's saying, 
uh, uh, fornication is serving another idol, you know, putting something before God. The greatest thing you can do, as Solomon said, when he had everything sought after much wisdom, he came to the conclusion, fear God and serve him. Your way out is not, it's not a fear that you fear God that you cannot serve him. It's a reverence fear. When you come to the knowledge that God is the beginning and the end, and he is the one that brought you into this world, and your life is in his hands. You know, sometimes we wait until we get sick, and then we cry out to God because we're on our deathbed, and the doctors say we cannot cure you. And some people wait and call on God. Call on God now. No one has to face this stuff if they call out to God and, and, and repent. But she says he gives you a, a season and a time to repent. It's not a condemnation because he, he said if, if, if in Christ there's no condemnation. You know, so come out of the world and ask God to become your Lord and Savior and stay focused. Stay focused. Understand who God is and the power that he has over all life, over the earth. And you'll learn to trust him and only trust him because he's the the end, the beginning and the end. And he'll keep you. If you trust God, I'm going to obey him. Obey him. The answer is uh, to obey God. Make him your Lord and Savior. And follow his word. Follow his word. Amen. His word is the pathway to uh, heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to open up the phone lines to give um, the callers an opportunity if you have anything you would like to share, any insights, or if you have any prayer requests, feel free to um, say so now, and please state your name and where you're calling from. Or you can choose to remain anonymously as well. Uh, Callers, the lines are open. Okay, bless the Lord. We thank you for calling in and joining us today. And we also want to give a special thanks to all of those throughout the whole world who are listening in. Um, I'm very thankful that many are um, desiring to hear the truth and the spirit of our Lord and Savior and to walk in his order and his ways. And one of the things we want to do before we close out is we want to spend a little time here praying, and that's why I wanted to cut us off if we can uh, share each share two minutes of prayer um, uh, just because of time um, and share with the body of Christ with the Lord, you know, talk to the Lord for the body of Christ and for those that do not know him because he said I'm coming for the sinners and the sick. And when we talk about this sinner, it's one who knows not, who has not come to know the Lord and Savior, who who doesn't have that revelation. But I also want to point out to anyone that is listening out there who does not know 
Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there will be no excuse in that hour because of Romans chapter 1, it says he is known through his creation. So it says we are without excuse, and that is also for those who say that they're Christians, but you're not walking in the kingdom of God. You're not seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. Uh, I just want to remind you, we we are to be kingdom-minded, renewed and transformed by the word of God into his likeness. Uh, So um, when I'm saying that, if you are in a place that, like I said before, if you are in a place where you are not sure that you are uh, following after the will of our Lord and Savior, it is a time for you to uh, figure it out right now. Uh, to get on your knees, to cry out to him and seek him in this hour, to know that you know that you know that you are standing in the Lord, firm and deep in his righteousness, not following after the precepts and laws of man, but following after the word of God, which is Jesus Christ. He is the word. He was the word in the beginning, and he shall be the word in the end. So we want to make sure, again, that we are standing firmly rooted deep in our Lord and Savior and that he's our anchor and that we're attached to the vine and drinking and supping from him, eating the spiritual bread, drinking of the spiritual wine that he has for us and remaining in communion with him in spirit, in Jesus' name. Um, But let us pray for the body of Christ. Uh, Again, taking two minutes, each one of us, as the Lord is leading you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Minister Gloria, please start. Father God, we pray we thank you for this word. God, we pray, Lord God, that um, we not have a a hardened heart, dear God, but that you give us a a heart, dear God, that is tender towards you, dear Father God. Your word says that the eyes of the Lord search to and fro about all the earth, that he may show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are tender toward him. And Father God, we want to be those that have our hearts tender toward you, Father. We thank you, dear God, that you bring us this word in a time, dear Lord, where we can easily see, even in our own world, dear God, in our own time, dear God, we can see the things that are happening in this world because of idolatry. The idolatry of money, especially, has corrupted our government, Lord God. The idolatry of... uh, sacrificing uh, children. Today, the, the, the suffering of children throughout the world, uh, children aborted, children being uh, sacrificed to idols, literally. We're talking about, uh, about uh, pedophile uh, rings around the world that are literally sacrificing children uh, to demonic uh, beings, dear God. Father God, we're seeing your living word coming to life even in our time, and yet in this time you're giving us a season, dear God, to repent and to turn to you and to heed your warnings, dear Father, that are so loud and clear, dear God. And we pray in Jesus' name, dear God, for all of those that are suffering around the world because of idolatry, dear God, we pray that uh, for deliverance. We pray, dear God, that people would heed your word. Dear God, we pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that many will come to salvation in Christ Jesus, understanding that that is the way out. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer for all of these things that we're experiencing today, dear God, that are just horrifying us, they're terrorizing us, uh, things that terrorize the mind. Just to hear about these things is just 
terrorized into the mind. And I pray in Jesus' name that for your peace, for your comfort, for your love to go forth, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that your word will go forth, dear Father God, to edify, to comfort the people, to exhort them, dear God, to the holy standard of the Lord and to a freedom in Christ Jesus, dear God, that the world cannot offer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Minister Belinda. Yes. Lord, I pray for your people to come in soundness. God, to come in maturity, God, for their eyes to be enlightened, God. God, I pray that, Lord, you will give them dreams. God, that you will give them visions, that they'll be able to see, God, what in the, through your eyes, God, the scripture, what it means, and the destruction that will come on this earth, God. Open their eyes, God, of understanding that they'll be enlightened, God, by your spirit, Father, so they will not be deceived. I pray, God, that your children will have a heart to obey. And those that are lost, God, I pray, God, that you will give them a dream, give them a vision to understand that you, there is a Lord, that there is a living God, and that is able to save, Lord, Father. Lord, I pray, God, that they will not be deceived, God. I pray that they will hear the cry that you're taught, you're crying out to your church, Lord. Those that are slumbering and sleeping, God, that you've called them to see and they have now become, the eyes have been glazed with deception, God. The ears have become dull, God. And all those that are on those comfortable couches, God, make it hard, that, give them to understand what it will cost them, Lord. Father, those that you've called, Father, to bring that light, God, and have falsified the light, God. Let them understand, God, the seriousness that you're saying uh, to your people. The time and the hour is now. Father Diabrosa, God, move the elements of this earth, God. Begin to shake the very core, God. Begin to expose, God, these sick demonic forces as they are, God. Let your people see these things, God, as they are, and the devices, God, and how sick and perverted this thing is, Lord. Father, do not let them be deceived, God. Diablo Sunday recorded For God, there'll be no escape, Lord Jesus, when this comes. So God, awaken them now, Father. Those that will be awakened, awaken them, God. And bring them to repentance, God. Bring them to the wisdom and knowledge of your word, God. We ask you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you and we glorify you for all things. And we we bless you, Father, that you have given us access to the throne of grace to come before you to seek your face. And uh, we plead, O oh Lord, for the body of Christ. Father, that you would uh, keep uh, them and that they would hold on to the opportunity to receive the seal uh, from our Lord and Savior. We ask that you quicken uh, the mortal body, that you align them to your will and your ways, Father, your sovereign will that is declared in the heavens. Let it be released in the earth, O Father, over every one's lives. And, Father, we cry out for the sinners. 
those that do not know you, Father, those that have not come to your saving knowledge, and we ask, O Lord, that you would open up their hearts, open up their minds to receive from you. Father, move them far away from dark patterns to make intelligent decisions before you, to know the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to bow and surrender now when there is opportunity. Father, we ask, O Lord, that you would cast down all mannerisms and ways of corruption, O Father, that leads your children into destruction, we come against the spirit of sexual morality. We come against the spirit of idolatry. And throughout the land, throughout the world, O Father, we come against it in the mighty name of Jesus, everything that exalts itself above you. O Father, we ask that you pull it down, O Father. We ask that you will... cause a dismantle before every path of every uh, known believer, Father. Those that are called by your names, we ask that you dismantle the works of the enemy before them, O oh God. We ask that you dismantle it in every environment that they exist in, O oh Lord, that they will experience the peace of our Lord and Savior that comes without understanding. We ask, O oh Father, that none will become victims, but they will be victorious and stand up and declare the name of our Lord and Savior, the decree that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you will cause their mouth to to loose utterance of the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the land to expand the name of Jesus, O Lord, and to pull those off in the highways and the byways, O God. Father, that you would break the stance of the enemy in the north, the south, and the east, and the west, O oh Lord. Every plan of destruction, O oh God. Let it be empty and void. Is that though that it was in the beginning of time, for those that are being held in captive in bondage, O oh Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you loose every shackle, loose every chain off of their life, O oh God. Father, you have the power in the air, in the covenant, in the sea, in the land, oh God. We ask that you lose your mighty arm to shake, Karabu Hosanna, everything that is holding your children back in this hour. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we say so, and we say amen. Unto amen. your holy name, let it be so, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord and Savior be with everyone. May he empower and equip you for the days to come. And we'll be back here again next uh, Saturday at the same time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us and learn about the kingdom mandate, the order of our Lord and Savior by his word. In Jesus' name, God bless you all. Amen. Amen.